Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hello and welcome to the Neil Before Pod interview segment. I'm your host Craig and this time I had the pleasure of talking to Catherine McNamara, star of Shadowhunters, Arrow and most recently Untitled Horror Movie. We discussed lockdown filming, doing stunts and her lockdown boyfriend Bob. Sit back, relax and enjoy. Hi Catherine, how are you doing? Good and yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So let's just start talking about the film that you're in, Untitled Horror Movie. What was it like filming something remotely? How did you adapt to that very different circumstance? It was quite different. It was simultaneously one of the more exciting and terrifying experiences that I've had so far, just simply because I have such respect for the crews that I've worked with and for the technical and level of knowledge that they have that far exceeds my own. Granted, I've worked with some really incredible folks that have taught me a lot and sort of taken me under their wing and showed me a lot of things, answered all my questions. But there's a big difference between observing and understanding something versus practically doing it yourself. Also, while simultaneously doing your other job of being an actor, playing a character and telling a story and and trying to fill as much of every department as possible. It was a huge learning curve, but, you know, all the credit and all the thanks goes to our director of photography, Kevin Duggan, who has the patience of a saint and taught six actors how to light and set up sound and DIT. And then also we were set decking and doing our own hair and makeup and stunts and and wardrobe and all of the other aspects of production. But it was so much fun, truly. And, And to have the kind of freedom and the ability to do this experiment was such a thrill. And it must have been a real challenge doing things like strangling yourself and all that good stuff. (laughs) Although I will say that's not the first time, given that I've done a fair few supernatural possession type storylines for the last couple of years. I've done a lot of stunts over the last decade of my life. That was honestly the part that felt the most normal. Although I will say I did have a slight moment of pause given the fact that normally when you're throwing yourself into a stunt, there's a stunt coordinator or someone who knows what they're doing that has a pad there to catch you just in case. When you're by yourself throwing yourself onto a stunt mat, you just sort of take a moment and go, well, I hope this goes well. Just make sure the cushions are positioned properly so that you don't land on a hard floor. It's a huge educated guess, but thankfully we all survived. (laughs) (laughs) It must have been good fun to just play around with horror tropes because it is a very self-aware film as well in the sense that, oh, this is what will happen next and this is what we expect to happen. So that must have been a lot of fun just playing around with those kinds of tropes. It was great fun. And especially with the magic of headphones and earpieces, we were all able to still be on Zoom with each other to have that kind of banter and that play. But our sound and our video were completely isolated. We were recording them ourselves, So we had full ability to play and basically have six cameras rolling at all times and kind of explore all of those avenues and do some improv and just kind of see where it took us and see how the film developed as we were shooting it. What was it like preparing to play a different kind of actor to the way you come across? Because she is a little bit shallow, your character in the film. Yes, our dear Chrissy is, she's definitely, she's very committed to everything that she does. Although 
very uninformed. Yeah, she's a bit of an odd duck, but I had so much fun bringing her to life. And this is the joy when you have a dear friend of yours that writes the script because they know that you haven't had a chance to really be comedic in a long time or haven't had the chance to play a character of this nature. And and that's the fun of it is that you really get to dive in 100% and commit to these tropes as it were. But as you said, the film is very self-aware and each one of our characters comes across as a very specific type of actor, as it were. But hopefully what people will see is as you progress through the story, that there's a lot more than meets the surface for any one of these people. And did you try to get a cameo from your well-publicized lockdown boyfriend that you were doing a lot of photography (laughs) with? Oh, Bob, my boxing dummy, Bob. Yes, he actually does. I'm not sure what cut of the film they used, but we shot it two ways. One where Bob does make an appearance and one where he doesn't. And I can't recall what made the final cut or not, but we certainly, Bob certainly tried to make his way into the film for sure. Wait for the director's cut, deleted scenes. He'll be in there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And you've done a wide variety of projects over the years. Is there anything you like doing more than other things, more stunt-heavy stuff, more drama-heavy stuff, or is it just whatever you can get your hands on? Truly, I crave diversity. And I think that's part of the sort of artist that I am in that I don't like being stuck in one thing for too long. I love working on television series that last a long time because you can really dive into the characters and explore all of the facets of them. But I'm really grateful for the fact that I've gotten to do so many different kinds of projects and so many different kinds of characters. You know, that's what I love most about my job is getting to be a chameleon and getting to live a million different lives and play a million different characters and see how far I can push myself in those avenues. And I do have to ask about Arrow. The website covered it from day one almost. And it is a shame that Mia won't be coming back for her own show, at least for now. That's a shame. I really enjoyed the backdoor pilot and I liked your contribution to the show as well. So what was it like joining Arrow in the future as well and being part of that ensemble, but kind of different? Thank you so much. I I appreciate that. It was a huge honor. And again, it's one of those things where when I auditioned, I didn't know that I was auditioning for Oliver and Felicity's daughter. I had no idea until after I had signed on. And then I went, oh, this is a whole different ball game and a whole different level of responsibility. But I was very excited. Beth Schwartz and Mark Guggenheim and the whole team over there, Greg Berlanti, all of those lovely folks, they took such care of Mia and really gave me a lot to do and a lot to develop. And there were so many facets to her character that I had the best time. And then everybody on set from, you know, Emily to Steven to everyone else on the show, they really welcomed me with open arms. And uh, we had the best time just building the sort of next phase of what the future of Star City would look like. It was a real big gift, especially just coming off of Shadowhunters. It helped to sort of fill the void and distract me a bit from ending one era of my life and entering another. It must have been really interesting to get to change your character as well, have that duality and the backdoor pilot of those kind of two versions. That must have been amazing to pick up and play. Absolutely. I worked with the writers at length as we sort of developed the idea of what would that look like? What is the post-crisis Mia Smoke or Mia Queen, as it were? And and how is the world different and how does that affect her? But I think what they came up with was such a great aspect where once she gets her memories back, it kind of expands her tool set. Mia, we know, is the consummate fighter and the consummate vigilante, as it were, in in many ways. But having the socialite aspect and the Mia Queen side of her, she now has the social skills as well. So then there's just more tools at her disposal with which to help further her own causes. And what was it like learning to shoot an arrow? That must have been quite interesting to pick up. Yeah, I'm a 
good Girl Scout. So I I'd shot a few bow and arrow back in the day at Girl Scout camp, but it's definitely a different ball game when you're vigilanteing, as it were. We had an amazing, amazing coach who is a world-class archer. She's a master archer, as they call it. That's, I guess, the proper terminology. But she taught everyone on the show. She From Stephen to Colton to myself to Katrina Lott, everybody who ever shot a bow on the show, she taught. And it was such a challenge, but also a pleasure to learn from her because she pulls no punches and really put me through the ringer in the best possible way. I always loved that though. I did the same thing on Shadowhunters. I used to train with the stunt coordinators five times a week in weapons and boxing and different martial arts and things like this, because, you know, then if you have those skills, you can usually do a lot of the fighting and stunts yourself. If you are one of those actors that wants to do those things. I've been really lucky that I've been allowed to do a lot of those things, both on Shadowhunters and Arrow. And it's something I really enjoy. And, and it's something that brings so much to the character. And again, I'm a perpetual student, so I love to learn anything I can. What's your favorite type of stunts to do? Fight scenes or acrobatics or anything like that? I love a good stunt scene. There's nothing like when you are in a fight scene, whether you're in the middle of the woods with swords or in the middle of a cage boxing a 6'4 stud guy. It's just amazing to be in there because it's so visceral and it's so physical and you can't help but be fully invested in the moment and fully immersed in it. And you just sort of look around and go, I'm in a super suit or I'm in the middle of the woods fighting vampires. And you feel like a kid playing make-believe and yet somehow it's what you do for a living and it's just the biggest dream come true. And what was Stephen Amell like as your TV dad or one of your TV dads? Stephen's awesome. I know I've been really lucky. I've had some really wonderful TV dads <laughs> over the years from Isaiah Mustafa to Alan Van Sprang to Stephen. The list goes on, but Stephen's wonderful. From day one, he took me under his wing and was always there for advice or to guide me along the way. And he's just really, really wonderful and a good friend. Uh, I've always heard that he's amazing to be around, amazing to work with. And I imagine he gave you a few tips on how to look cool when aiming an arrow. Or oh, for sure. There's a lot of hoodography and a lot of <laughs> technology. I credit him with the comfort of the arrow boots. There's a lot of secrets that go into the green arrow boots and it's all credit to him and the costumers eight years ago. Cool. So what's next for you? What's your next projects that you're looking forward to that you can talk about, of course? There's not much I can talk about yet, unfortunately, other than Untitled Horror Movie. I have several things that have been put on hold during 2020, which is really unfortunate. A lot of other things that are starting to come back, some things in development, little bits and bobs here and there, but everything's just on the precipice of being able to be spoken about. So unfortunately, I can't say anything yet. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm sure you'll be showing up in plenty of things over the coming months and years. So I'll, I'll be keeping my eye out. I've always enjoyed your stuff, so I will be continuing to watch. Thank you very much. So last question, just a bit of a lighthearted, nerdy question for you. Kind of something you'll be familiar with, but if you could choose to have any superpower, what would it be and why? Ooh, I vacillate back and forth. I always say the power to heal because... I feel as though it's something that people forget about, A, and you need someone on the team who's going to fix the bumps and bruises and wanton wounds that happen in battle. Also, I'm very clumsy, so I feel like I need it at times. I trip over things a lot. It's not great. But alternatively, given the fact that we've all sort of been stuck for the last year and a bit wherever we are, I think the power to teleport is looking more and more alluring these days. (laughs) So heal yourself or move yourself. That's your two. Yeah. Fix me or get me out of here. One of the two. (laughs) 
Fair enough. Yeah, good answer. I always like asking that because it gives a good insight into how people's brains work, I find. So it's just a fun question. But yeah, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for allowing me to chat to you today. It's been absolutely amazing. I hope the film does great. I watched it myself last week and I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I like a fun, self-aware horror, so I really loved it. And I watched The Stand as well. I really enjoyed seeing that. So yeah, keep going from strength to strength. And I really hope to, to see you in more high quality stuff in the near future. Thank you. I very much appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Thank you for your time. Of course. Thanks. Bye-bye. That was my chat with Catherine McNamara. I wish her all the best with the movie and her future projects. If you enjoyed what you heard, then you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any major podcasting app. If you're on Apple, please leave a star rating and a comment. If you want to talk Untitled Horror Movie, Arrow, this interview, or anything else, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter under Neil Before Blog, or leave a comment on neilbeforeblog.co.uk. As always, we hope you'll join us next time on Neil Before Pot.